Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Everybody, welcome to today's live. And today we're going to be talking about a topic which was voted by our writing community from Woke Woman um, via Facebook and also actual Instagram as well. We did a poll on the strangers and Instagram um, for the Woke Woman. So um, the topic that we all chose and voted for was the writer's block um, and I'm actually really excited to talk about this topic in specific because so many so many people have this issue I know I definitely have had it many times so I'm really excited about this one inshallah hi guys we are so excited to launch our new publishing department, Strange Ink Press, and we have a new book called Poetic Justice, an anthology of poems by Muslims. For more information on how you can get your copy, visit the Linktree link in our bio. We really hope you can support this effort, and a portion of the proceeds go towards a cause which we voted for as a community and wrote about in the collection of poetry. You are listening to the Lit Muslim Podcast. All things literature, all things enlightening. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing, Aisha? Good, alhamdulillah. I feel like, um, a good, alhamdulillah, but I still feel like as if I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> with You mean with like Eid and everything or what do you mean? Yeah, with Eid? And subhanAllah, um, I thought, I don't. I, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And everyone who probably saw this just now, they're like, wait, she's turned 180 degrees. <laughs> but how, how was your ease? Alhamdulillah, it was nice. It was nice. I, I always enjoy it here with my with my parents, alhamdulillah. So it was good. What about you? How was your ease? Yeah, it was good, alhamdulillah. Um, we spent it with the family as always and um yesterday the the girls had a special time with their grandma as well so they they were loving that of course of course mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> so today's topic is um writer's block and i we have a few questions um so whenever you're ready to begin Sure. I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. Okay. Bismillah. Here we go. Um, oh, oh, by the way, we do have a special guest at the end of this. So just so you're ready. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bismillah. Okay. So the first question is, I heard writer's block doesn't exist, but I can't seem to write. So I think it does. Does it exist? Okay. So this is actually a question that is widely debated in the writing, um, you know, in the writing community. And I, I honestly don't give this question much time because I think if I start to think about, does it exist or does it not exist? It causes much more trouble than it, than it gives us answers. The truth is that sometimes you sit down to write and you simply can't, right? I mean, that's the truth. You sit down to write and you don't know where you're supposed to take this piece or you don't know what's meant to come next or you don't, you just don't know how to move forward. And, and that's just the truth of so many writers, right? So whether or not you call it writer's block or not, it, that doesn't really concern me. The truth is that this type of stuff happens to you. So the label of it, I don't waste my time defining it. I just know that it's true that sometimes you sit down to write and you don't know, you know, nothing comes to you. You're not able to make that progress. I love that you said that. Um, I feel like when we name things, it makes them, sometimes it makes them easier to deal with because you're able to see it. But then sometimes it complicates things a little bit and it's just, you know, you're in a situation and 
you can't write. And it's yep. sometimes it's just as simple as that. You don't have to yep. dig so deep. Like, am I a writer? And all, exactly. the, all the questions I agree. That come with that like, like feeling. I agree. I agree. I think that, you know, it's sort of like, I mean, I, this, this is a very, um, sort of broad comparison. So forgive me, allow me this, this, uh, literary sort of justice here, the literary, um, what's it called? Um, leniency, right? Um, when you, when there are things in our deen that we're not sure if they're halal or haram, right? So let's take just for example, music, right? So this is something that's widely, you know, talked about in, in the Muslim community. And some people say strictly that, no, it's haram. And some people say, no, it's not, it's not necessarily haram. For, for me, it's best to just say, you know, I don't know whether or not it's halal or haram. I'm going to try to avoid it just in case, you know, I don't know whether or not, whether it's halal or haram. And it's not for me to say, you know, so let me just, you know, stay away from it for, for my own sake. I'm not going to be able to give other people counsel on it. And that's fine with me. You know, I can say, I don't know. I don't know. You know, um, when it comes to writing, again, if you, if you name it, I feel like it gives it more power. Right. Mm -hmm. So the truth is like you sit down and sometimes you, you can't get the words to come out. You can't get them. You, you don't understand where the story is supposed to go. You don't understand how you're meant to move forward. Um, and there are ways to deal with this, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to hold off on that because I know that that's part of the questions that are coming up. But yeah, I love I love the comparison as well. Um, I feel like it, 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 just the example of music as well. I am completely with you on that. I don't I think when I hear people like it's haram, it's wrong. Right. And um, right. we don't want to go into a whole debate about yeah. that's the point. It becomes a, a debate and it becomes a a struggle of the egos instead of, of a betterment of the self, which is the opposite right. of the whole of the point, you know, missing the right. point. So um, I, I love that you said that. And also what you said about how naming things gives them power. Um, right. How the sister from last week, uh, Sister Mara, she was talking about how the title of a book is some people don't deserve names. So yes. you just, <laughs> it just kind of like clicked. Right? Yes, so that's that true. was great. That was really good. Um, now the next question is, I haven't written in a few years. Um, but when I try, my words won't come out. How do I start writing again? Okay, this is a beautiful question. I love this question. Um, and the simple answer to it is you write whatever. Even if you sit down and you're writing, I'm simply writing. I'm sitting at my kitchen table or I'm sitting at my desk and I am writing. And the more you sort of sit down and you more, you, the more you do that, even if it's gibberish, even if it's absolute nonsense, yeah. When you, when you get yourself into that routine, eventually something will come from that, you know, eventually might take a little while. I'm not saying that, you know, in that first writing session, you're going to get something that you're happy with, or even in the second or even in the third. But when you sit down and you, and you sort of program your mind and you say, this is the time that I'm sitting down to write, even if that's what you actually write, this is the time that I'm sitting down to write. Um, Eventually that will help you get the words flowing, inshallah. That's beautiful. And I also like from personal experience, I remember there was um, so there was a time when I was able to get a good few hours in of my writing. Sure. And then there was sure. a time where I just began to only get like an hour in. And, and then as time went, I, be, I found it more and more difficult just to sit right. there in that hour and write. And yep. so it, it's, it's different for each writer. It's, it's very personal. But for, but for me personally, it was just like the longer time that I had, the 
the easier I found it to write. So I right. think it's just repeating that pattern and what works yes. for you as well and just getting in the jive of it. That's, yep. that's the main Definitely. Thing. Definitely. I totally agree with you. And sometimes it isn't, sometimes it's different from what we think. Sometimes we're sitting there and we say to ourselves, the words aren't coming, but sometimes that's not actually the, the problem. Sometimes the problem is we are working on a specific project and we don't know how to take it from here. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've actually, I've written a couple of blog posts about this. They're on my, um, they're on my website. So if anybody wants to check them out, it's just hinthagezi.com. And then if you go to blog, um, one of the menu items is blog. And then if you scroll down, you'll see that I wrote, I've written two, two different uh, blog posts about writer's block. And in one of them, I explain sometimes it's hard for us to know how to move forward in the project, right? So it isn't necessarily that I'm unable to write like, you know, um, completely. It's just, I don't know where to go from here in this project. Mm. And oftentimes the best way to deal with that is to ask yourself, what if, mm. what if this were to happen? What if that were to happen? What if I go back a couple of sections or a couple of chapters, a couple of paragraphs in what I'm writing and I give it a different direction from there? Mm. Um, what if some, sometimes, subhanAllah, sometimes writers have actually written the end and they don't realize that they don't realize that what you've written here isn't meant to be here. Khalas, you, you've closed the story. And so you have nowhere to go from this point. And what you need to do is go back a little bit and fill in the middle and, and figure out what, what has happened in the middle. What have I, what have I missed? What have I you know, not actually written about yet? Um, so those are just some, some ideas for people. Like if, if you are having a difficult time moving forward, ask yourself lots of what if questions. What if the protagonist were to do this? Or what if I were to introduce this? Or what if I were to introduce a different character? What if these characters met earlier on or later on? Or, you know, just ask yourself lots of different questions. And, and that, inshallah, will, will help give you a little bit more direction. Again, ask yourself, is the story closed? Because we know that at the end of the story is when things sort of come together, right? Is when there's that resolution. So if, you're, if you've already written a resolution, then likely that's your end and you want to push it, push it forward and figure out what's meant to be in the middle. Jazakallah for that. Um, and also like for a lot of people who are um, like people, they might have a certain style as well where the pieces of the story or the poem or whatever work that they're working on comes in pieces um, mm -hmm. and it's all scattered almost like a jigsaw and then it all finishes and then finally you're like okay now I have to put it all together but which part fits in what so yeah. sometimes it's just writing what inspires you on the day and not being so structured about following a structure definitely <laughs> yes definitely totally agree with you there yes of course perfect okay so um the next question is uh why do I feel like everyone finds writing easier than I do <laughs> Nobody finds easy writing easy. Nobody does. <laughs> um, there's, there's a meme out there, and I'm not sure who said it, but um, it's one of the famous writers. And he said, um, writing is something that comes more, difficult to, more difficultly to the writer, something like that. And, and that's the truth of it. Because if you're not a writer, you're just going to 
you're not going to care as much, you know? I mean, I don't, I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I just mean like, you're going to write whatever you feel and, and you're done. You're good. But with a writer, you want to get it just right. And you want to make sure that you've gotten that message across and you want to make sure that you're really targeting that audience. And you want to make sure, you know, there's so many things that you're trying to get just perfect. And so it's not easy and it's difficult for everybody. And even writers who have been who are prolific writers, they don't sit down and it just, you know, it's not something that they just pop up, you know? Mm. Um, it's something that takes time and you have to sort of um, trust the process and, mm. and continue with the process. And um, and eventually you'll get something that you're proud of. But it's not it's not easy for any writer. It just mm. it just isn't. So don't don't tell yourself that. I mean so much of writing, so much of writing is mindset mindset mm. work, right? If I keep telling myself I can't write. I can't write. I can't write. What's going to happen? You can't write. Gonna, exactly. I can't, I'm not going to write. But if I keep telling myself, it's going to come. I can do this. I can do this. I've got this. Um, I have a message that I want to share and I'm going to share it. Um, I have a talent, inshallah, and I'm going to try to make the most of that. I have, you know, um, this audience that's really waiting for this message and I'm going to get this out to them. If you change your mindset just a little bit, and, and sometimes it's easier for us to put it um, outside of us so that when we think of the reader is really going to benefit from this. So we say, I have something that the reader is really going to benefit from. from. Um, when we put it outside of ourselves, that might give us more motiv- motivation as well. But just don't keep telling yourself those negative thoughts because you're going to get stuck in them and you're going to close off your brain and you're not going to be able to make that progress. So don't tell yourself it's coming difficult to me. Don't tell yourself I can't do this or I can't write or whatever. Flip that, you know, and say, I can do this. I'm working on this and I'm going to get there. Um, I'm going to keep writing because I love writing and because I have something to share and because my readers are going to benefit from it. I love that. Um, and yeah, you're, you're completely right. I had I had a point I was going to make, but I can't remember what it was. It it is it, gone. Um, but you're totally totally right. Um, and also, yeah. Okay, it came and it went again. So <laughs> next time. Sounds good. What is going on with me today? Okay, so so the next question is. Um, okay. So oh oh, here's a point. So the point was <laughs> that sometimes like a big part of like when you feel you can't write or whatever you want to call it a block a wall or whatever um Mm -hmm. a big part of it think is just trusting in yourself that it's all going to be okay and trusting in Allah as well that you know I'm doing this for a good cause I'm doing this for a good message and only good can come from good so a big part of just trusting um yes and letting go beautiful beautiful Aisha um, so okay so the next question is quite related to the first view and we're actually alhamdulillah running very good on time so we might finish a little bit earlier um so the next question is how can i avoid writer's block altogether okay so <laughs> so this is this is a great question and i think that the best answer to it is a strong writing routine mm. um i think that that is really the best way to help you avoid it. If you are sitting down and working a little bit every day or as consistently as you possibly can, this puts you in that flow. And when you're in that flow, you tend to stay in the flow. So it will, it will help you avoid it. There are a couple of, a couple of other tricks. Um, one of them is, let's say I've sitting down at my writing session 
and I'm still in the flow, but I'm just, I'm too, I can't keep going. Right. So my time is up, but I know what's meant to come next. So if I make a note for myself so that I don't forget what's meant to come next, that's really the best gift you can give your future self is to say the next scene will be, or the next section will be ABCD. And it's just a a little note, you know, you're not sitting there for hours. It's just one more minute that you're just going to write what comes next. And then so that when you come the next day or the next writing session and you sit down, you know exactly exactly where you're meant to go from here, okay? So that's one sort of um, trick. The other one is that um, writing is really, um, it's, it's helped by your mental state and your physical state, right? And one of the best things that you can do for both of those is walking, especially spending time in nature. So if you can get out and take a walk, again, regularly, whether that's every day, every couple of days, whatever it is, especially if you can spend time in nature, that really helps your creativity. Um, I know that people down, I, I think probably they won't believe me until they've done it, but it really does help you. So many writers, um, like, you know, famous writers, they had like a, a routine of they would spend some time walking and then they would come and sit down and write. And it was something that, that helped them along their careers and something that they, um, you know, like tips that they would give to, to other writers as well. Mm, interesting. And a big part of it, I think, is like being at peace um, and being around kind of like a very peaceful environment as well. Um, yes. And yes. what's more peaceful than the earth? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I'm so glad that you said that because the other part of that is when you're emotionally like blocked up for whatever reason, you're going through a difficult time, you're going through, there's some kind of friction between you and some kind of a loved one, right? One of your loved ones. If you can, um, and you don't have the means of like solving that issue, right? So one of the best ways to unlock that emotional you know, mess that you're in is to journal or to um, write letters. So you might write a letter and it might not go anywhere. I'm not saying you need to send it. That's not what I'm saying. But just the actual writing of everything that you have inside, all of that emotional stuff that you're going through, if you can unpack it somewhere, if you can unpack it onto the page, that will really free you up to be more creative. So again, it's going to help you be more at peace, like you were saying, Aisha. It's going to help you be more at peace on the inside so that you can be more creative and move forward, inshallah. It's amazing. And even though this isn't the next question, I, I think it's important that you, alhamdulillah, touched on something important, which is the emotional blocks that might, you know, affect us. Um, and I think relate to that also is trauma blocks uh, from maybe something that happened in childhood or whenever right. it happened. Um, right. So could you maybe talk a little bit about that um, dimension as well, please? Yeah, I think that definitely... Um if you can, if, if there is a way for, if, if you know, if you know that you have gone through something that is holding you back, right? Mm-hmm. So let's call that some kind of a trauma. So you've been through some kind of a trauma and that's holding you back. You really have to address that somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, now, addressing it might be that you are already in therapy, for example, right? Addressing it might be that you actually just journal about it or that you talk to somebody about it. You really need to unload that somewhere. And sometimes we don't feel comfortable unloading it with 
anybody except for ourselves and, and Allah. And, and the best way to do that is by journaling, is just by sort of unloading everything because you know nobody's going to see that. And so that gives you the permission and the freedom to be as honest and as vulnerable and as raw as you need to be so that you can then sort of say, okay, I've gotten it. Yani, subhanAllah, just getting that out of you, it can it can really be so freeing. It can really help change change so many things about your life, right? Um, I'm not saying that this is going to work for every kind of trauma. There are definitely, you know, types of traumas that it's best for you to see somebody. It's best for you to, to find help, right? So that you can get over that and so that you can move through it and move past it. Um, but if you don't have that accessible to you for whatever reason, then I think that possibly the next best thing is for you to just be honest with yourself about it through journaling. If you can get that all out and I keep doing this and I see lots of writers, they do this when they talk about writing, but I really feel like pen to paper is um, it's a different kind of experience. And I think that pen to paper, especially when it comes to something like um, writing to heal, it, it, it gives you um, like an advantage really over, over typing. Um, and so I, I would definitely encourage anybody who is feeling that kind of emotional block from trauma or from any, any other kind of difficulty to definitely get it completely off of your, off of your chest by mm. getting it down and getting it out and, and knowing that nobody else is going to see that. Mm. So when you know that nobody else is going to see that, you give yourself permission, again, to be as vulnerable and as raw as you need to be. And you can be as angry and as sad and as, you know, all of those emotions, you can release all of that so that you can feel more, more at peace and, and be able to move forward, not just with your writing, but with, with everything. That's, that's so important, so important to hear and, um, and, and heal as well. Yes. Um, and, and that way of healing, it, be, it gives as a, some of the time, like the writers become even more, not just prolific, but they become more profound in the right. insights and in right. what they write about. It's, Agree. Yeah. So um, I know Maya Angelou is a really good example. Um, yep. She talked a lot about the things that she went through growing yep. up and then and then her poetry was just so deep, you know. Yes. Um, and she was very open about her trauma as yep. well. So yep. um but not all of us will feel comfortable doing that. So just exactly. just have, still writing, but it, I think there's a word for it cost is it cathartic? Cathartic. Yep. Cathartic. Yeah. Cathartic <laughs> writing. So yep. what what is cathartic writing? So it's just that it's, it's writing to heal. So you're writing about your experiences with the only objective being just sort of healing yourself. Um, so in doing that, you know, that you are safe, you know, that nobody's going to judge you. You know, that nobody's going to find out anything that you don't want people to know about. It's just between you and the paper. And by doing that and being completely honest and completely vulnerable, um, that leads you to that healing. That gives you that catharsis. So um, I don't want to di divert too much from the topic, but I do think it's very related. So what would you say to someone if they have trauma even around? I remember there was a sister who was talking about how a personal journal that she used to write everything in, someone kind of abused that privacy wow, and they've read it all. And now yeah. she's like, finds it very difficult to just even get past mm -hmm. that part of it. So what would you advise to someone like that? Oh, that's so difficult. That's so difficult. Um, I don't know, because that's such an infringement on her privacy. Like why, why would you do that? I mean, 
you don't even feel safe just being yourself between you and the page. That's, that's very difficult. Um, if there is a place where you, you know that nobody else is going to get into, if you can type it into your computer and make sure that you have some kind of a code or a pin code that somebody would have to access, you know, would have to have that pin code to access your computer, um, that would probably be the best, the next best thing, because then you know that it's safe, you know, it's safer away from people's eyes. Um, that's, that's horrible. That's a really bad experience, right? Allah make yeah. it easier for them. I mean, I mean, um, okay. So the next question is, if I have writer's block, <laughs> does that mean that I'm not a writer? <laughs> well, it's called writer's block for a reason, right? I mean, it's for the writers, Aslan. Um, <laughs> To begin with, um, no, definitely not. Just be, just because we're finding it difficult to make progress doesn't mean that you're not a writer. Um, and you decide. You're the one who says, I'm a writer. I have this skill or this talent or just this desire. That's all you need, just a desire to write, and, and you're a writer. You make the shots. You don't have to be published. You don't have to be... Um, having a specific type of, you know, your routine doesn't have to look anything in particular. It's just you saying, I'm a writer and you making something with that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Some writers don't ever put their work out into the world at all. And they, that doesn't make them any less of a writer. They're still, they're still a writer. Um, so no, having writer's block definitely doesn't, does not mean that you are not a writer. It, it, on the, on the contrary, it means that you are, um, in good company with lots of people who are experiencing the same thing. <laughs> good, good, alhamdulillah. And, and, and there's also this like feeling that comes sometimes um, if someone asks you like, hey, what do you do? And you say, I'm a writer. And then they'll say, so how many books have you published? And it's like, none. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, but I thought you were a writer. And so there's, see, there's, always, there's that kind of like confusion there as well. So I love yes. that you pointed that out. Yeah, I just yeah. realized I'm, that I'm blending in with the background. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, but to those people, you say, you know, not everybody's going to understand that you can be a writer without having published books. Um, you can just say it's, it's something that I do for me. Or you can say, you know, I, I've published in, if you've done articles or if you work on a blog post. But if not, you can just say, it's, I'm a writer, but it's something that I just do for me. You know? yeah, and, and honestly, you don't even have to say anything sometimes yeah. because yeah. that in itself is like an assumption, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, sometimes it's, it's this kind of like, hey, what have you achieved and what can yes. I see from what you've achieved rather yes. than who you are? Um, so sometimes you don't even need to entertain the, the yes, assumption. The so, yes, that's beautiful, Aisha. Thank you. Yes, that's beautiful. Depending on where you are. Um, but you yeah. can also, the kind of thing to do would be what, I guess the kind of thing, I guess the thing which is like, um, uh, it would it would be much more diplomatic and and kinder as well. Would be explaining to them like you know your situation and I say situation like it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need to at all. I totally I totally love what you said. You know it's 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 between you and it's something for yourself. And they they've made assumptions about that, and you don't need to entertain that at all. So I totally agree with you. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so we've actually, alhamdulillah, we've come to the end of the questions. Are you ready for the special guest? Sure. Let's go. Okay, her name is Hen Hagazi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're no. the special guest. Um, oh, well, thank you. You know, it, it, 
I'm thinking to myself, like, alhamdulillah, we have some amazing people on the podcast and just interviewing and talking about their books. And I'm like, hello, you're like, we have some <laughs> amazing writer, mashallah. Oh, thank so thank I would you. love to ask you a few questions, um, sure. interview style, um, and, and um, be as open as you want or however you want, inshallah. <laughs> Okay, so first question is, um, so what inspired you to write your first novel? And what was your first novel called? Uh, okay, so my first novel is Normal Calm. And um, that book is about um, a, a young woman who is in college. And she's basically, she's, she's raped by somebody who was very close to her. And it's the story of sort of how she overcomes that, right? Um, and... I think what inspired me to write it to begin with was the idea of um, like vic victim shaming. And I just wanted to sort of, because we do it so often in our cultures, right? I'm not necessarily, I mean, the American culture does it a lot, but even in our, in our own cultures in the Arab culture and in other cultures, we do it so much. And I just wanted to point out how like wrong it is. Right. So like, just talk about how, um, how, shameful it is that we do that you know um that the person who is the victim and we're blaming them for this thing that happened to them and the different sort of aspects of that right um so that was my like inspiration for it but it began actually as a short story because um i wrote it as a short story and then i you know and it was just stayed like that for a while and then I decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it into a book. I've always wanted to write, so I'm going to make this into a book. And then it was taking years and years and years, mostly wow. because my, my eldest son was very young at the time. He was just like a baby or a toddler at that time. Um, and then I said to myself, after it was taking like forever, it was like four years later. And I said to myself, are you a writer and are you going to do this or not? Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, and I answered, yes, I am. And I'm going to do this. And I, and I did it. And when I like made that commitment to myself and to the book, it got written. Like it got written within a, within a year, it was done. Alhamdulillah. So I totally, I totally encourage people to take that stance with themselves and say like, are you going to do this or not? And, and answer, and answer sincerely, you know, answer honestly. If you feel like you can't do it, halas, you're good. You know, it is what it is. But if it's something that you are going to regret down the line, then you say to yourself, heck yeah, I'm going to do this. And you put in the time. And when you make that commitment, you will really find the time. You really will. That's beautiful. Um, and it's interesting because I was talking yesterday or the day before about how sometimes we'll make decisions and choices in our life um, right now that seem kind of like, that might seem boring to everyone. I mean, who's like, hey, you're going to sit in front of you. You're not in school or anything. You don't have to write a paper, but you're like, no, but it's something different for me. And um, But then just looking back in many years to come, it's going to be something that you don't regret. So I exactly. love that you just, you just grabbed it with both hands and you just yep. did it. And how old yeah. was your son when you finished? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I want to say... I think it happened, I think I finished around the, around the time my second son was born. Wow. So maybe, I'm not sure, but it took me about five years. It took me about five years from start to finish, but one year of like real work, mm -hmm. you know, like if like, so I began it as that short story, 
and I sort of, you know, tinkered with it and fiddled with it and just let it slide for a long time. And then when I said, I'm going to do this, it took me one year. Wow. So. And, and what, what made, what pushed you or motivated you to want to change this short story into a novel? Because I'd always wanted to write a book. Like I've always been a writer ever since I was young. Right. And I would start like start different novels and start to, I remember I had this like horror or mystery book that I had written when I was like in eighth grade or something. And I don't even like mystery and horror. Like that's not even who I am, you know? Um, but so I said, you know, are you like, I just said to myself, are you going to make that dream come true or not? You know, because it's in your hands, you know, you're the only one who can make it, who can make it happen. If you don't make it happen, nobody else is going to make it happen. People, you know, nobody's going to come knocking on your door and saying, hey, you want to write this book? No, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I made that decision and when I made that commitment, that's, alhamdulillah, that's when it happened. And because it's because I've always wanted to do it, you know. It's good, alhamdulillah. And, and it happened when it was supposed to happen. Yes. And how soon after did the kind of like push for another book come because it, it's like a baby it's like how yeah. long did the next baby come yes yes you're absolutely right inspiration um, for it oh that's a good question and I should know the answer to this but I don't know I don't know the answer I don't know how many years it was between my first book and my second book I can definitely look it up but I don't remember off the top of my hand off the top of my head but the second book the second book was also um a dare to myself I said to myself are you just somebody who's going to have who will have written a book once or are you a writer? Like, that's what I said to myself. <laughs> and so I was like, no, I'm a writer. And so I, I wrote the second book and the second book I wrote, I, I'm pretty sure I wrote it in a year as well. Um, wow. Maybe two, a year or two, maybe two. Yeah. You, you got the hang of it then. Yes, exactly. Was this, exactly. Was, this uh, was this behind picket fences? Yep. Behind picket fences. Yeah. That's the book. That's, that's the one that I read and you guys should read it. It's very raw. It's very real. And I think there was one point where I was like, got super emotional. I'm not going to break, like tell tell anyone, yeah. but I saw just, just from the writing of the characters, I saw a part of myself in all of them. And that's how you know it's someone who knows how to write a character. Um, so about characters, how, what inspires you to write about certain type of characters? Um, and and how, how do you, what, what is your kind of, not methodology, but kind of, uh, you know, how do you do it? <laughs> so subhanAllah, I love this question. It's such a good question. Um, I think with, all of the characters that I have written, um, I've, I've been inspired to write them somehow. So I, I had an idea of what I wanted this character to look like and that character and what I wanted their arc to look like. Um, so it all, I, I, I always begin with that. So I, so I already have that in mind. Um, when I work with, when I work with clients in my, in my coaching, I encourage them to sit with their character and to actually like have a conversation with their character and get to know them as best as you can. So you want to get to know their. So I didn't do this with my own, just to be completely honest, I didn't do this, but I always went in um, knowing everything about them. Right. So I knew their background. I knew how they would react in any kind of a situation. I knew their family situation, like whether um, they were close to their parents, whether they had siblings, whether they, so I knew all of that. And so that's why when I work with my clients, I encourage them to really get deep and really understand everything. So that if I were to ask you 
any question about your character, you'd be able to answer right away. You'd know them right away. Um, and, and subhanAllah, I began, I began writing all of my characters in that way. Like I just, I knew them that well. Um, and I think part of it is I sort of jump into their shoes. Like as I'm writing, I, I become them, right? So that, um, and it's really fun. It's really fun to make up characters and to like live lives that you've never lived and you know that you never will, you know? Um, so I just, I, I love that part of it really. I love it. I love it. And just as you're talking, I'm having a picture of like Charles Dickens. And I think there was like a picture of him with all of these names and different characters mm. around and mm -mm -mm. It's just so, and I'm getting excited. I think I want to watch a Christmas Carol. I'm just joking. That's funny. Positive version of that, but <laughs> um, I do like a Christmas Carol. So anyway, oh, like not because it. it's not not because it's like to do. Anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll move on now. So okay. I, love that. I love that. Alhamdulillah, it's that cozy feeling, you know, of just Agreed. writing stories. And um, yep. so my question to you is: Would you consider writing a non-fiction book? This is a super question, Aisha. It's a super question. Um, so let me say that at this moment in time, I don't have any intention of writing a nonfiction book. Um, but that might change later, you know? Um, it's, it's possible that I'll decide to write a book about writing or about editing or something else about my own life or something like that. Uh, but at this point in time, what really gives me, you know, what I'm really passionate about is, is fiction. Because like I said, you can create this whole different life that you've never lived and you know, you never will. And it's really fun. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I'm doing now anyway. <laughs> it is. And I admire that so, so much because sometimes I know from, at least from my experience, um, when I first started writing the novel, it was, it was around the time when I started getting the idea and the hit actually because my own sister Kashmir, she was like, you need to write a book. And I was like, what, what am I going to write about? Come on, like, should I share my journals with the world? Um, and <laughs> I've lived for many years, but I know everything now. Um, and then she was like, she was like, do what lights you up. Just do something that you enjoy. And then she said that, like, it's almost like instantaneously, like this, this picture kept coming in my head of the... Of, of something that I knew I wanted the end of the story to be and and it just wouldn't leave and I started getting excited about it and thinking of all these scenes and 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 the writing honestly because I'd taken so much time and I've never and I back then a few years back I, I with my with my daughter was in my belly I hadn't done fiction writing it was just and it and I it wasn't good at all so it was just writing everything there but with time it gets better and you 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 merge things but I, I completely agree. And but there was a the reason why I mentioned this is because there was another dimension to all of this as well. And it's the kind of like seriousness that other people take you as well. And um, like it I, I don't think that made sense, but it is kind of like people if they hit oh you're writing fiction, um, you know, what what are stories gonna do? You're living in an imaginary world, you need to grow up, you need to do this, but I mean what would you say to that? See, this, that's actually all of those questions that you asked. Remember last week when you, or maybe it wasn't last week, maybe it was the week before when you asked me, you know, what are some of the topics that we can discuss on, on, mm. on our, on our Q&A sessions? Um, all of the questions that you just asked is why I suggested writing communities because, um, because it's, it, you know, that encompasses all of that. So I've definitely had people say to me, that's such a waste of time. Why are you wasting your time writing fiction? Um, 
and hey, that's what they want to say. That's up to them. Uh, that doesn't bother me at all. You know, I mean, all of my books have some kind of a message, and I think that my readers get that message. And I personally find that we internalize messages easier when it's told to us in a story form. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that writing fiction is important. I think that it gets, it, it, it hits a very wide audience. And so you can make your point and, and be, um, and make your message to a wide, a wide audience without sort of, um, not that nonfiction preaches, but you know what I mean. So that not, not in that same setting, not in that same form, you know, in a form that's maybe a little bit more enjoyable or entertaining. Um, and I think that we learn things from fiction, even the things that maybe the writer wasn't intending, like, you know, didn't make it, uh, um, an intention for. Like when you see a character who's just being horrible, like, you know, mm-hmm. you learn sort of how to deal with that sometimes, you know, because you see how this other character is dealing with this horrible character, right? Like, for example, that's just off the top of my head. But, um, but so you learned things from it that is... Um, beyond even the original message that the author intended. And, um, and I don't know that you can do that with fiction. I'm sure that there are ways to do that as well, but I think that fiction gives you a lot more leeway with that. And it's so much more fun for you and for your readers. Yeah. Totally. totally. (laughs) And there's also wisdom, like in the Quran, it's stories. We're told by stories and stories, you know, exactly. Exactly. The way it's not just something that's, imaginative and exciting but it, yep. it, it's it's the human experience yep. you know there's a yep. kind of a, um and so i was gonna ask you another question but it was to do with um how okay so would you so no it was it, i don't know how to word it properly but it's like so when you get like the idea for the book and you begin to write the first draft do you tell people your idea uh, or do you just write it? I think it's yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna give an example. So when the idea for my novel came, I was so excited. I told everyone I knew. So oh. <laughs> I told everyone, and they were like, and they said to me, they were like, I wouldn't end it like that. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. And as soon as they came to me, so and then they were like, things were changing, and my story shifted like twenty times. And, and then I, re- because of that, yeah, so I yeah. basically ended up scrapping the whole thing and being like, hey, I like this character and I'm bringing her to the new story, but I'm changing like my whole way of doing yeah. things. I'm just going to write my story. So how, I mean, what experience would you um, share with us? Yeah, I think I don't, I don't tell, tend to tell people, um, not because of anything, but because I don't, I don't have lot, lots of like um, actual writer friends like I I'm in writing communities like online you know but I don't have like physical writer friends um and so I I I don't know that they would always get it and and I don't always have everything figured out right and I don't want other people to tell me how to figure it out either so um like if you were to ask me what it's about I would definitely tell you like generally what it's about um like my my good friends who asked me I tell them um but I don't necessarily share it like right away like if somebody asked me I might explain it to them but otherwise probably not okay and I don't think I don't think because of what you said I think that it's best to um like even with critique groups I think that probably the best way to utilize a critique group is either if you are stuck 
or at the end of your book, like once you have finished and, and you're sort of happy with it. But I think that the along the way that people, lots of people do this, they share like a chapter of their work with a critique, a critique group, and then they get feedback and then they sort of rework it based on that. I think that that puts, um, it's almost like editing as you go. And so I don't, I don't ever advise you to edit as you go, because like, like we've mentioned so many times, the first, the first draft of your story is just you telling yourself the story. That's not me. That's, I, I, I heard that from somebody. I got that from somebody that's, I did not make that up. Some writer somewhere said that. So I don't know. I can't credit that person, unfortunately, but it's them. It's not me, but it really is. It's you telling yourself the story. And so if you don't even know the story for yourself and you're allowing other people's input on it, it's, it's really going to affect it. Like what happened with you, right? And, and you don't want that to happen. You can definitely, and you really should get people's opinions. But after you've told yourself the story, after you've fixed it, after you've gotten it as strong and as good as you possibly can, then it's time for you to say, okay, I need a little bit of feedback here. Or again, the other thing is if you're stuck with something, like if you are at a crossroads with a certain character and you're not sure what they're supposed to do, then by all means, get, get people's, you know, um, get their advice on what they think might be best for your story. But otherwise, this whole sharing chapters at a time, I really don't think that's wise, only because, like I said, it's like you're editing as you go, and then you get other people's um, feedback and their input as you're writing, and it can really sort of just color your own style. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I think I talked too much about that point, but yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's so it's amazing advice, um, and, and it's definitely a lesson for all of us. Uh, so now, uh, could you, so we're going to wrap up, inshallah, but what advice would you give to any writer who is listening right now? Um, one advice. And is it, I know oh, just one? <laughs> just know, okay, just one? You can give three if you want. Three. Okay, let me give, let me give three. Um, the first one is commit to yourself. Um, and that means saying that I'm a writer, even if other people don't find value in that you have to find value in yourself. So commit to yourself and to your project, whatever that may be. Um, the second piece of advice is to not edit as you go. That's really important. Not edit as you go. You really just need to get it out there first and then you can make it stronger. It's, it's going to be a mess and you just sort of have to accept that it's going to be a mess and allow it to be a mess because again, that's part of the process. So allow it to be a mess until the end. So that's the second point. Um, Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just keep it to two. Maybe I'll just keep it to two. <laughs> and where could we find you? Where could we buy your books? Where could we find you? So my books are all available on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. Um, my website is hindhagazi.com, H-E-N-D-H-E-G-A-Z-I.com. Um, and I'm on Instagram, uh, author.hind, and I'm on Facebook, but I don't know what I am on Facebook, probably the same, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I'm around. If you look me up, you'll find me. No problem. And I will um, add all of the information, inshallah, in the link below. So thank Jazakallah for your time, for your expertise, and for your inspiration as always. Thank you so much, Aisha. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can really help us out by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out. If you want updates on what's going on, sign up to our newsletter in the link to wherever you get your podcasts. Stay lit. 
stay woke and have a wonderful week.